Yes, indeed, Father God, we know we are in it. And we thank you that you're in it with us, Lord. We thank you that thy will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us, in and through the remnant, your church, the brave warriors you've called to live in these last days to bring forth the return of the King. And we thank you, Jesus, now for that revelation to many, to set the captives free, to cause them to realize they can have a life. They do have a life that's worth living. I thank you, Jesus, you gave your life so that we could have an abundant life, even down here in this mess. And I thank you that you've given a gifts to men. You've given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, power to bind and loose, to cast out demons, heal the sick, all the things you did. You said you will do and greater works than these shall you do. And Lord, we know that they're very necessary and needed now because of the way the foundations have been cracked, ruined, and busted up. But we praise you, God, that you are victorious in all these things. And even now, Lord God, as we see the cycle closing, the end of an era, an age, we see also the beginning of the Lord rising up a new destiny, a new direction, a new dispensation uh, that that sabbatical, the seven, seventh year, the return of the Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, for divine protection, revelation, and truth over our children, over our families, those who work and pray with us and for us, the many that have come to you for help and prayer, that you would answer their prayers, give them gifts, answer and break through the unbelief and the, and the strongholds of, of fear and, and, and discouragement, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're continuing to talk about the foundations. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? do? And you know, I I just woke up this morning with this on my mind. If there are no foundations, if they're destroyed, there is no future. If there's no future, there is no hope of continuing to build. I mean, there's the, and there's no completion of the call or the project or the wall or, or the, 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 whatever it was that we were working on. There's no point to planning. There's no reason to believe that, you know, um, you can't build on a rubble. You can't build on, um, sand. Exactly. Without footings and foundations. And so in Isaiah 61, four, well, it talks about, you know, uh, it says they shall build the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Now, those are, those are the ones that have been brokenhearted, that have been healed, that have been bound, that have been set forth from the prison. Um, those that have been mourning, that have been comforted, uh, those that uh, have been given beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. For these that have been devastated by life, by the enemy, that have been hurt, wounded, bound, and now that have been set free and healed and restored, these are the ones Mm-hmm. that are going to be the rebuilders um, in our day. Well, in Jeremiah, you know, as we know the story of Jeremiah, he was um, 
preparing the people to go into captivity. They were at the very end of the cycle. They had already committed all kinds of idolatry and abominations and human sacrifices, and there was basically no remedy and no hope. But God did say, he said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf is will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So there is also, he's, he's encouraging Jeremiah to not be anxious for what's about to happen, but to trust in the Lord. And that's our, our command as well. Trust in the Lord, be anxious for nothing and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God for the, for the hope of Israel, the hope of us is in the Lord and he will not forsake us. Um, but he did say, as he goes on in Jeremiah 18, he talks about why God talks about why he has to forsake the people, why he has to let the foundations crumble, because he said, because my people have forgotten me, they have burned incense to worthless idols. They have caused themselves to stumble in their ways um, and from the ancient past. So they were picking another way to go and choosing to walk away from the Lord. And so Jeremiah's job was to call them back, although it was everybody knew they weren't going to be called back at that point because this was the cycle. Well, here's yeah, here's the results of them, their idolatry and so forth, and forming their own way other than the way of the Lord. And it says to verse 16 of Jeremiah 18, to make their land desolate and a perpetual hissing. Mm-hmm. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and shake his head. In other words, what in other words, what happens is that the land has become desolate. And people that take a look at this land, they're thinking, they're thinking, oh my, it's my, ruined. my, my, it's, well, totally it's ruined. just ruined. And Jeremiah says here in 19:4, continuing on with the reasons for this, because they have forsaken me and made this an alien place because they have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah had known and have filled this place with the blood of the innocents. Wow. They have also built the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire, with burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or speak, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, in that in this place they shall no longer be called Tophet or Valley of the Sons of Hinnom, but Valley of Slaughter. And I believe that we are here in this place again. This is another cycle. Probably there's been three or four since that one. But we're here again in that place of judgment, that place of uh, culmination of the cycle. Uh, and yet we do know that God has got a plan and that all things work together for good as he's moving us in this cycle towards the return of Jesus Christ. Um, So his plan, God's plan, even though we keep messing it up and making our own choices and decisions and raising up our own governments and creating our own laws and sacrificing our own children, God continues to move forward with his plan, and we know that his plan will prevail. Yeah, and he warns, he says in verse 7, he said, I will make void the counsel of Judah. And Jerusalem in this place, I mean, their counsel, their advice, their wisdom, and I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies, by the hands of those who seek their lives, their corpses I will give as meat for the birds of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth. And he says, I will make this city desolate and a hissing. The people go by, goes, ooh, that looks horrible. Everyone who passes by it will be astonished and hiss 
because of all its plagues. And this is what we see happening in, in major cities across mm-hmm. America right now. Uh, riots and lawlessness and shootings. Homelessness. Robberies. Open drug use. Bank um, robberies. Yeah. Assassinations. People sh- being shot in public places. Schools. Um, so we, we're going to look for a minute here at some of the blocks or obstacles to rebuilding. Some of the things that, that the enemy try to use to keep us from going forward and standing and having done all to stand. Um, so these are kind of like the blockers at the gate. They're the ones who want, don't want you to get out of the gate. They want you to stay home, be afraid, you know, whatever all that looks like, stay safe, uh, in your own little, little rabbit hole, so to speak. Yeah. Let me, let me just share this as kind of a foundation for this talk as we continue on the foundations. Okay. Nehemiah chapter four, verses, uh, seven through 11. Now it happened, these are, the setting here is Nehemiah has gone back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. That have now, been ruined. Yeah, that had been torn down. Yeah. And when, now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were being closed, that they became very angry. Mm-hmm. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless... We made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Then Judah said, this tribe of Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the rubbish here today. That, that discourages. There's so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And Plus this, and our adversaries, adversaries said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. Yeah. So there was a plan to resist the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. Blockers. Blockers. And they were and those blockers were real people with agendas and they had been um they were financed actually by others who were causing them to be able to have the time and energy and money that they needed to resist the will of God, and we have that mm. same thing going same today. Thing, same but, thing. But um, today. one of the, some of the blockers at the gates, some of the things that hold us back from individually moving forward in our call to rebuild the wall or be part of it, uh, and some of the things that are blocking our system, our society. Number one, ignorance of the love of God or the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many people really do know the true gospel of Jesus Christ, with, which is grace and good news? They don't know it. What they know is an artificial, they've been vaccinated with an artificial religious form of the gospel that has made them resistant to the true gospel of Jesus Christ. However, when they get so desperate, they, the resistance falls down and they crave the gospel of grace and good news. And they, that's the very thing that saves them out of the religion that they were bred into. Yeah, and a lot of people come to that conclusion that this religious stuff just does not work. Right, so then, God and, doesn't and, work. God's not good. He doesn't answer my prayers. He's no asset. I, I'll have to do it myself. So that's the big lie underneath witchcraft. It's up to me. I got to do it myself because I can't count on God because I prayed to him and he didn't do anything. And now here I am. And then another blocker is the fear of man. <laughs> Fear of men. What will people think? You know, mm-hmm. what... I have to know, be nice, comply. John Wesley said, I am sick to death of opinions of every sort. So, I mean, we got people's... Opi- There's always right. going to be an opinion about you. But you and I have to be true to ourselves. Yeah. We have to. You cannot... 
adapt to anybody else's version of you. Right. You know, Paul says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he had to live with that, that he was a murderer. But then he said, God used that to fulfill his purpose. We need to be far more concerned with what God thinks than what people think. And we answer to God first. We answer to him first. Otherwise, it's idolatry. If you answer to man before God, you are actually practicing idolatry. A fear of man is idolatry. It's a form of idolatry because you're afraid of what they will say or think or how they will withhold or make your life miserable. And we just... We just, you know, if you got that problem, again, if you got the fear of man just popping up any old time and place in your life, it's a spirit, it's an enemy, it's a liar who's taking away your bravery, your courage. You have to acknowledge it, confess it, repent. I mean, it's probably coming through your bloodlines. It's probably nothing you got, you did in the first place, but you agreed with it and then it manifests in your life. You've got to, you know, people we have, that's our only hope is that if we will stand up to the truth and be, walk in the truth, stand up to the lie and be not afraid to speak the truth, uh, being nice, being compliant, being peaceful, cooperating with the devil, with the ones who are setting up the, the, the ways to destroy the human population by as if it's a herd of animals, you know, taking us to the guillotine, to the gas chambers, whatever it all is, we cannot, uh, we cannot do that. We will not do that by the grace of God. We will be true to the Lord and he will deliver us as he will. And Jesus told us the parable of the sower in the soils. Yeah. There's a good seed there that some of the seed goes on the road. Mm-hmm. And, and, it just, and the snatchers come. The snatchers come. And he actually tells us the snatchers are the evil spirits, the, the devil. The de- yeah, the devil comes and t- takes the word before it gets rooted in your heart. Yeah. And then the other, there's some of it was sown in among... Uh, stony ground and it had no depth of earth mm-hmm. and so it would it would just spring up for a little while and then the sun the heat of the day comes and it just withers the life was so easy they didn't learn how to set down roots and, and so they withered away when the things got tribulation came or it got hard yeah and then there's some of the seed that was sown among the thorns where or they they, they grew the thorns grew up and choked the word mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. they be, people become unfruitful because the the thorns are like the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. The mm-hmm. desires the for other things yeah. come in and choke the word, and they become, you know, the word becomes unfruitful in us. But then there's the seed that's sown on the good ground that brings forth what thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. And so, and this, the so this seed on the good ground has to be attended to by the gardener. Seed doesn't just pull its own weeds. It has to be. We have to be nurtured uh, in the fear of the Lord and the admonition of God. And so. Um, those are the things that that become obstacles. People who don't have character, they don't have depth. They never learned any hardship. They don't know how to persevere. Um, they they are distracted. They're drawn away by you know worldly pleasures or false comforts. Escapism is a big one. Um, people just don't want to deal with it. Deny it. I don't want to you know let me got to get you know, away. Let everybody else do the work. I'll come in at the end and kind of you know lick up the the goodies. But you know, escapism. People just don't want to, they want to deny. It's too scary. Uh, They're in a survival mentality um, and looking for safety, safety, safety. Actually, looking for safety will bring you into the grip of fear and death because God didn't say look for safety. He didn't say be safe. He said, follow me. He said, follow me. He said, be fruitful. He said, fear not. He said, um, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. So we don't need to worry about saving or being safe in the midst of this very wicked, perilous time. 
What we need to do is walk in truth and faithfulness to God. And he, by his spirit, will protect us, lead us. He's given angels to charge around and over us. And we don't have to be afraid. Fear not, he said. Yeah, another blocker is denial. You know, we deny that we have a problem. We yep. deny we have something going on that really, that's kind of out of control. So right. that's that's one of the, the blockers. Or we yeah, distraction too. We we spend our time looking the other way, looking at other things, meaning meaningless, trivial things, uh, and you waste, waste, waste your day, your time, your life by um, trying to get through life without having to do anything. You know, why do we try to get out of everything? Why don't we just pitch in and do what needs to be done and get it done? Why do we, we waste as much time and energy trying to put it off and procrastinate as we were just doing it just, it, and then it's done. So give yourself a break and, and allow yourself to, to go ahead and start something, finish something and take hold of something that's good and do it for the glory of God instead yeah. of waiting for somebody else to do it. Yeah. And um, so now you'll actually like yourself better too if yeah, you start to, living your life to instead everything, of trying there's to there's a season, there's a time away. to every purpose under, under heaven. There's a time to rest and yeah, and and just. But sit, you can sit, rejoice sit in every time, and, in every time you can be thankful for those things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's well, there's dullness of hearing. You know, there's, oh, deaf and dumb. Oh, uh, deaf and dumb spirits. Really, right? people are dull. They, you know, they can't hear. Mm-hmm. I think we've gotten we've been so overstimulated right. by media and so forth and our devices. We mm-hmm. get so overstimulated that we just kind of burn yeah. out. Everything blends together again. We just kind of we, we just kind of we just kind of fry out. Can't focus, and we just can't focus. We can't think. We can't concentrate. How many people can really think? It's interesting the difference now. Years ago, say a hundred year, years ago, people wrote books, and and you actually can you imagine this? You had to think as you, and to ponder and meditate mm-hmm. because there were the sentences were longer, and there was a lot of content, good, hearty content, and you know, great Christian books and good stuff. Good meat. Good meat there, but now everything's got to be in little fluff, snippets. fluff, and it's got to be Snapchat. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Instagram. Uh, Instagram. What's TikTok? What's, yeah, and it, these little um, fluffy, fluffy, fluffy little short segments around, and we people don't really read hardly anymore. I want to tell you something. Don't buy my books if you're looking for fluff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You won't like them. There ain't no fluff there, but you won't get bogged down. And you, <laughs> I but, don't have but really you, long sentences, though. They're kind of short. No, but they're kind of short, but you actually have to ponder and think. Can you well, imagine Well, and the that? nice thing about reading those books is they actually give you some understanding and some revelation because God was giving it to me when I wrote them. So I uh, like uh, Case for Justice, you know, um, taking the devil to court, this, those kinds of things. There's a lot there, and it would be good. And you're not as... As may I don't be embarrassed or don't be upset. You're not as dumb as the devil wants you to think you are. So put away that idea that I can't learn, I can't know, I can't know anything, I can't do it. I'm not smart. Those are lies. You are well able to do whatever God has set before you to do. You're the only one who can do it, actually, because God chose you to do it. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. Don't put yourself down. Don't listen to the devil. Don't back off because don't close your eyes. Don't pretend like it's not happening. Don't say, what do, I, what do I have to do with this? It's not about me. It doesn't pertain to me. You know, everything is, you know, pretty much everybody's business nowadays, whether it's on the Internet or the guy next door to you. I mean, we have got to um, love our brother, care for our brother, 
And our brothers are the ones that are going to be in heaven with us if we give them the word of revelation yeah, and the gospel of, of Jesus stuff Christ. That, what are those things that are slow down, slowing down in a brain process? Yeah. You know, food. It, and it's interesting. Here's another thing, too, is that everything has to be so fast and quick. Attention spans very, very short. What does that mean? What's happening to our brains? Our bodies. I mean, what's happening to our brains is our brain process is not working because we can only comprehend or grasp something or because get something too much. so short. Yeah, because we're in, we're in the information age. We're over, you know, it's we're like, over, over informed you about know, it's like it's like stuff. It's like going to a, a department <laughs> store or a... Uh, you know, one of these big, like a, a store that has many departments in it, and there's many items on the shelf and many, many items of the same thing, and it's overwhelming. Sometimes people just like to leave, go to the dollar store and find the one thing you need and be gone because it's so it's so overwhelming to try to make all these decisions, read all the labels, figure out all this stuff. And so I think people are overwhelmed and their brains are just bogged down. They're behind in trying to process things and, and slow down that way. What about generational sins? How do how does that affect? Oh yeah, that's a big us. one. Sins, iniquities, Blockers. we're overwhelmed. Yep, because uh, people don't recognize that the generational sin, the unfinished business, the, the judgments, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, all continues to build up a resistance to your destiny. And Satan is trying to make all that stuff become your problem and your and uses that against you. So again, a confession of, of sins, the Bible says in Leviticus 26, uh, uh, 39, if you will confess your iniquity and the iniquity of your fathers, which is with you, then I will restore the covenant. So to clear the decks, to kind of uh, clear the accounts, pay the bills, get paid up here, we need to confess, forgive repent and choose, then you can live your life according to the way you want. Otherwise, your life is going to be manipulated and, and guided and, uh, and and the ruts and the unfinished business of the past is going to cause you to go in a direction you don't necessarily want to go. You know, so what about the blocker of lies? Well, lies that, that block us. I well, mean, we're, we're living in a world that's full of lies the, I mean, the, it's we're under the prince of this world who is, is Satan, the liar, yeah. who is the liar, Jesus said, and the father of lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, we're surrounded by lies. But also, I believe the liar is inside of us. He tempts oh. us in our minds, in our hearts to believe lies about who we are, who God is, what other people are doing. And who we are, I, I, lies, but I'm stupid, I'm never going to make it, I can't do that. You know, what will they think? All of these are conversations Satan wants to put in your mind, in your soul, as temptations to shut you down. And so, again, the only way you can really combat that is to fill your your mind with the Word of God, which means you have to read it. You have read it little portions if you have to, bigger chapters if you have to, but for for your sake, read the Word because it is the truth that washes out the lies and yeah, exposes them. Yeah, it really them. is. It's like when you read the Word, the lies get pushed out Yes, because the truth pushes out, pushes out the lies. Praise God for that. Yeah. So what about... It's like the water. You wash, you take a bath, you wash your face. Everyone's way to take the dirt off, you know, and so the way we wash ourselves in, the, in our souls, in our and our beings inside is through the Word of God. A lot of times we don't identify the sin that's within us, the, the personal sin that we have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like we've got... We're so used to it. We're so used to mm-hmm. something so familiar. Well, I've always had this short fuse, or mm-hmm. I've always, you know, mm-hmm. I just always, you know, 
see myself. Well, it's, it's really filtered through how we see ourselves. And mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. But those filters are demonic filters and lenses through which Satan wants you to see yourself and wants other people to see you through that same lens so that he can recreate or redefine the image of you, who you are, according to what he wants. And he wants failure. He wants weakness. And he wants destruction. And so, again, um, you can't listen to what even your mind is telling you or your or your heart. We have to go and listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to our spirit and bearing witness to the truth of who we are. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing. Here's a blocker that I believe that many of us, all, really all of us face, if we truly love the Lord and we truly see what's going on. There's a shock. Shock. That mm-hmm. is... <laughs> Unbelievable. The, the the devastation. The depth of the evil. Uh, I remember seeing a movie um, years ago that there was this woman who was a nurse that was in the midst of total devastation. I believe it was in Pearl Harbor. And there's a scene in there where she's standing there looking at around, and, it, and it's just overwhelming. Every 360, all around her are soldiers that have been blown apart, dying, screaming, Bloody. Bloody, everything. And and there's a scene in there where she's just looking around, and it's like that shock of that devastation. Where do you start? Yeah, what do you do? You, who do? do you go to this first? This is so overwhelming. Yeah. And and this is something, too, is that every day it seems like it's like there was a business I was involved in years ago, and I had I developed a little saying about this. He says, every day... There are surprises, but nothing surprises you anymore mm-hmm. because there. It's like, okay, what's what are they doing now? What's going on out mm-hmm. there? What's now? being exposed? Revealed? What's yeah. being exposed? What's being attempted? Mm-hmm. What's being lied to us about? What's being fed to us? What mm-hmm. destruction mm-hmm. is next? What war is coming up? Yeah. What what, uh, what exposure? Evil what, what... has been going on. So there's that shock of the devastation around us. So yeah, but at the other side of that coin, God is, make a shock proof, huh? But well, but on the other side of that, you know, so many things, so many bombshell events happening all the time that after a while, it's like nothing shocks you. It's mm-hmm. like, you're not even moved by it. It's like, Oh yeah, well, I know Another you knew shooting, that. So what? Uh, I, yep. I, yeah. it's, and it's, that's the other side of that coin. We get so hardened and numb to it that we, again, are, that's another obstacle. We we're, we're overwhelmed or we're underwhelmed. we, don't care or we are over over the top and so but remember god doesn't give you more than he's able to keep you in god will never test us or tempt us above that he's able to keep us but with every temptation he makes a way of escape that we're able to bear it that's the corinthians uh, 13 i think so uh, 10 13 yeah right so 10 13 yeah it, here so god has called us to to be praying interceding for all these things yes the effectual work uh, fervent prayer, fervent prayer of a righteous man, man avails much. Yeah. So, and, and that righteous man that. has There's to be a man. Who's, that righteous man has to be a man who has confessed his sin or her sin, and are clean, a clean vessel, um, filled with gratitude, filled with all of their receptor sites are open to the revelation of God. There's nothing plugged up with fear or self motivations or greed or covetousness or secret sins. All of our receptor sites towards the Lord are open and we're not, we're still in active duty. We're still, I don't care how old you are, you're still in active duty. God has not called certain ones to retire and other ones to refire. It's, but we, what we make choices. However, people, maybe people say, well, I've earned this. I've worked all my life, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's between you and the Lord. 
Um, I, I know that for us, there will not be a retirement. <laughs> and, it, and it's important for us to continue to be thankful to the Lord, mm-hmm. be thankful to the Lord, live with an attitude of gratitude no matter what's going on, and just be asking the Lord constantly for wisdom to mm-hmm. know what to do, yes. to know what to do. Well, uh, I know one of the things we need to do, and, and that is how we begin to rebuild, is to repent and confess our own sins. Uh, and also, before even that, we might ask, as we've been kind of exploring this foundation thing, um, what time is it? Uh, is, is it time to rebuild? Is it time to repair? Is it time to rescue? Is it time to prepare for the return of the king? You know, there's a time to bu- to build and a time to tear down, the Ecclesiastes says, chapter 3. Uh, which end of the cycle or middle of the cycle, I believe we're at the end like Jeremiah was. That's what we've already shared that. But um, I believe it's time to look for the return of the king. And to do that, we need to, first of all, must be ready ourselves. You know, we have to have enough oil in our own vessel uh, as the five wise virgins is they were waiting for the king to return recognize we're at the door he can come anytime and you know we could be out of here it may be 10 years maybe 20 minutes we don't know um it's not for us to know and it's a good thing he didn't tell us what the day was going to be of his return because you can imagine how much havoc that would have raised well he's coming in two days and 25 minutes i'm not gonna pay my bills i'm not gonna you know feed my kids i'm not gonna you know go and you know do anything i'm i'm you know i'm just gonna sit here and wait um, mm. you know, it's a good thing he didn't give us the day or the hour of his return, although we can know the time and the season according to and Thessalonians. There was a book a booklet years ago that swept the nation, eighty eight reasons why Jesus is coming in nineteen eighty eight. So But uh, he didn't come then. He, he didn't come obviously then. But I got thinking, okay, so we'll say as, as that book booklet was circulating all over the place. Through the everybody year. Everybody was mm-hmm. reading it, people were distributing th- Thousands. Millions of copies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I got thinking, okay, if he is coming this year, what, what do I do? And I came to the conclusion, I would just keep doing what I was doing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, just keep doing what I was doing. If you're doing. doing a righteous thing, keep going righteously. You don't have to change your direction. Just do what God asks you to do. So in that cycle, we're there. We're, it's, a, it's a line that's moving forward. It's a cycle that's repeating. This may be the last repeat of the cycle before the Lord returns. Um is it time to flee or escape or pull out of the race or, uh, um, you know, seek to save individual lives? Or is it time to pull them out of the fire to, you know, like Jude said, rescue those even if the smoke, the smell of smoke is upon them. And how many are being pulled out of the mm-hmm. fire these days that are in the depths of Satan's kingdom? Oh, you know, the yeah. practicing witchcraft and whoredoms and all kinds of things, um, you know, you know, People that were, you know, hopelessly sinful, lost, are actually getting saved, coming to Jesus. This mm-hmm. is God. This is miracles. Mm-hmm. This is faith. This is awesome. Well, and this is, you know, this is what God has called us to do. Be excited. Right? <laughs> to be excited. To, this, this is a rescue the operation. Preach, yes. When you're talking about a rescue operation, it's not ideal circumstances. No, that's it's what makes not, it exciting. It's not air conditioning and palm trees and sandy and beaches. Couches, yeah. Or couches. It's it's the thing um, that makes heroes. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing that makes a hero is enduring in these devastating times. I want to uh, quote from an old missionary back in the day, probably 100 years ago or so. His name was C.T. Studd. And he says, Some wish to live within the sound of a church or chapel bell, 
And he says, but I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Amen. That's pretty good. <laughs> and you remember well, so that's good. Um, so our de- our mandate is the gospel, to preach the gospel of good news, the gospel of grace and good news, not the watered-down, counterfeit, stupid, powerless gospels that we have for the most part today. Heal the sick. Um, uh, the medical community is basically failing us. I think if you've had any interactions with them lately, you will see that they're they're half-hearted. They don't know what they're doing sometimes. And not to say all of them, they're, but they're, I believe it is kind of also losing its ability to do even the the most basic of things. Um, and, and this, again, is not a reflection of an individual at all, but it's just that whole system is... is well, it's not built on the principles of healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's only you know, taking care of symptoms. We thank God for those who take care of symptoms, but we also, it is failing. We are going to have to go back to the Lord for the miracles and for the healings. Um, and for and the, and the spirit of religion that's taken over this country needs to be defeated. And the only way he's defeated is by people who walk in the truth of the true gospel of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is returning for a bride without spot or wrinkle. She's going to be ready. And believe it or not, she doesn't look ready now, but she will be ready. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, is that John the Baptist was called to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He was called to prepare the way for the Lord to come for the first time in his ministry. Now we, as the people of God, are that way. We're preparing the way, of the the Lord. way for the people, for Jesus to return. Mm-hmm. preparing the way for Jesus to return. It's interesting. The second time. It's, it's interesting the first time they said, make a hi- clean off the highway, make the low places high, the high places low, pick up the rocks, get it all cleaned up, clean up the road. And this time, you know, there may not even be a road left to walk on before <laughs> the king gets here. <laughs> and so right. the walk is the highway of the, uh, the road is the highway of holiness. And, and so the thing is, too, is we're not living in some escapist mentality. We're not just saying, oh, Jesus, just come. It's getting so bad. Get us mm-hmm. out of here. He said, occupy till I come. That's that right. doesn't mean That's just sit around and yep. like a person sitting on the couch and operating the, uh, you know, occupying the couch. That means the word occupy means there. Get out and do it. Do something. Do business. Until and I what's come. our uh-huh. business? He said, Follow me, preach the gospel, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, heal the sick, mm-hmm. um, cast out demons, declare the gospel of the kingdom. It's it's a powerful gospel that's setting people free all over the earth. Mm-hmm. It ha- the, the, oh, the, yeah. the word of God, the blood of Jesus Christ has not, lose, not, not lo- lose lost its power. Its power. Mm-hmm. I yes. guess I can hardly talk. But the blood of Jesus <laughs> has... Um, it, it's still powerful. It's still when people put their Cleanses, faith in Christ, they still have, get cleansed, yeah. they mm-hmm. still get healed, they still get delivered, they still they come from darkness to light. They get saved. It, yeah, it's truly their righteousness. Saved Amen. And coming into a whole new life, the life that Jesus has for us. And, and the kingdom came, is coming and the new day is yeah. dawning. We're in righteousness dwells. We are going to be amazed if we look at any of the little pieces of glimpse of heaven and eternity and what's about to happen, you know, wherein dwells righteousness, peace, justice, truth, and mercy. And we thank you, Father God, for the return of the King. We thank you for mm-hmm. encouraging, stirring up people today to walk in that place of excitement and passion and to do the work that you've called us to do, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. And check us out at liferecovery.com. Again, this month we're featuring God on Trial, which is the audio drama series, uh, which dramatizes the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. Very high quality, professionally done. Um, And it's available on our website, the bookstore, liferecovery.com. And there's 28 episodes. Pick them up. Start listening to them on your little road trips as you take your little miniature vacations this summer. Um, they're a blessing and edifying, uh, so you'll be educated, inspired, and anointed, and you can even use them for as an evangelistic tool. So God bless you, and have a good day. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.